What's up, everybody? You're listening to another episode of Power 5 Sports Podcast. Alongside my co-host, Alex Maxwell, I'm Jake Gorowitz, and we're back for not only our 54th episode, but also our second show of the four-day marathon, the four shows in four days of our NFC Divisional Breakdowns, and today we're going to get things started with the NFC North, more specifically, the Minnesota Vikings. Alex... Let's get things going. I would love to see if the Minnesota Vikings can top the season that they had last year. What a season they had. Case Keenum led the Vikings to a phenomenal season, going all the way to the NFC Championship game. But guess what? Case Keenum isn't here anymore. It's a different season. Will the Vikings top the season they had last year? No. <laughs> you you say no? no? No. Honestly... I think the Minnesota Vikings are poised for another breakout and standout year. Mike Zimmer, he's going into his fifth season as head coach. They bring along John DiFilippo as the offensive coordinator, and now they have their guy in Kirk Cousins at the quarterback position. You return Dalvin Cook from injury. You get the running game going again. You obviously know the wide receiver talent that they have with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Minnesota, they have enough talent mm-hmm. to win the whole thing, win the whole league, let alone the division. Well, let me be clear. I didn't say that they were going to top it, but I think they're going to have about the exact same season they had last year. Legit. I think they'll be a solid Super Bowl contender. I think they've just, they've, they're about the same as they were last year. They just put different pieces in. So I think you could argue they've even gotten better. So... I know, Jake, you got something to say. What is yeah, it? I have lots to say about the Vikings. Honestly, they capitalized on Aaron Rodgers being hurt last year. They I think sure did, yeah. They, they got a little bit of a taste mm-hmm. of what it, you know, what it's like to be atop of the division, to be a real contender in the NFC and the NFL as a whole. I think they're hungry for more. They have the number one defense in the league, arguably. I think, I mean, they have all of the right pieces. I think they have to execute. I think so too. I like you said they did kind of feed off of Aaron Rodgers being out, but they also had a fair share of their own injuries, highlighted with Dalvin Cook. Uh, Sam Bradford was hurt. Uh, Case Keenum ended up coming into that spot. So it's not like they were the they they got lucky, you know. They they had a very solid and they proved a lot that year. So let's see if they can uh, do what they did last year, but. Looking at the depth chart, um, they have a very solid offensive line, something that we keep talking about, but that's where it starts. Your heart and soul has got to be It's in the trenches. They have the skill position players like Stefan Diggs, Adam Thalen, um, Dalvin Kyle, Cook. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is a very experienced tight end. Underrated in my very opinion. Very underrated. I think he is a solid fantasy tight end. Um, and I think Kirk Cousins is going to be very solid as well. Well, to add on to your comment about Kyle Rudolph and his fantasy impact, I think he's a great late-round flyer. And another Viking um, player that I want to definitely have on my draft board, Latavius Murray. Mm. I think that he feels as if he has a lot to prove going into this season. He definitely feels overshadowed by Dalvin Cook, but that's not going to stop him from really leaving a mark on opposing defenses. I think Latavius Murray will be the goal line back. He's a vulture. In, in Absolutely. many situations. And I think he does 
have a chance to get you a solid, you know, flex appeal. Yeah. As for fantasy. Definitely. Right. He's going to get like maybe like 40 to 50 rushing yards average. Tops. Maybe, tops. Yeah, I, like, I wouldn't give it much more. Okay. Than let's, let's sit with 25 to 50. Um, and then maybe a touchdown or two because red zone, that's, that's what matters. And a guy I'm really keeping my eye on is Laquan Treadwell. I want to see if he can step it up. He didn't really do much last year. Um, I want to see if that was just, you know, just a maybe it just didn't work out that year. But I want to see if Mike Zimmer will really implement him in that offense. But moving on to the defensive side of things, they have a really good defense. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Let's start with Xavier Rhodes. He had a phenomenal year. Pro bowler. They got pro bowlers everywhere. I mean, the Vikings, as good as they are on offense, they got a really good D on the other side of the ball. No, the defense is unreal. Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith locks down yeah. the secondary. You have pretty a shutdown corner in Trey Waynes. He's you know taken a couple years to develop after coming out of MSU. Mm-hmm. But linebackers, that's taken care of for years. Shout out you, Ben Gideon. Oh, yeah. Um you know, from Ann Arbor. You got Eric Kendrick and Anthony Barr. Ooh. Okay, that position is stacked. And then you bring along Sheldon Richardson mm-hmm. from the New York Jets. And, I mean, he's definitely, like, nothing to ignore on the defensive line. And you have Everson Griffin, Griffin yep. who's he's a pro solid. bowler. Yeah, I mean, very experienced team. I think the Vikings will be a threat in the NFC North. And as well as the entire NFL, look out for the Minnesota Vikings. I have big expectations on them. But what about the new, young, underrated Chicago Bears? Do What are you thinking for them right now? The Bears' first impression, I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it. I think they're overrated. Mm. Straight up, I think they're overrated. I think Mitchell Trubisky is overrated. And I think they're being overhyped. On both sides of the ball. I mm. Like, I keep repeating myself, but I think that's just the way it is. I don't see the Bears being anything special this year. I think they're going to string together some solid wins. I think they're going to definitely be in reach in many of the games that they compete in. But I think there's just a missing part. I'm not sure what it is. I think they're, you know, more than capable of really emerging in the next few seasons, but I don't think this is the season to do it. I think that they do have definitely, like, the chance to be an offensive powerhouse in the near future. You have Mitchell Trubisky, right? right? He's an up-and-coming quarterback. Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, okay, that's one of the best running back duos in the league. And then you have a speedy wide receiver in Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, a young gun, and you top that off with Al Robinson. All right, that's like that's not too shabby in my opinion. And you bring along Trey Burton from the defending champs, the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I think I don't know if overrated is my term that I would use. I think they're more inexperienced and I don't think they're complete yet. Um, I don't think the Chicago Bears are a complete football team by any means. They have a lot of inexperience and a lot of you know, a lot of changes have been made. Like you said, Trey Burton and Allen Robinson, um, both coming from new teams. Um, Mitchell Trubisky is still a young quarterback. I think it'll be very interesting. 
Um, you got two great running backs in Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard, but I don't know. I think I think it'll be very interesting on the defensive side. You got Kendall Fuller, um, Eddie Jackson, Eddie Goldman, Leonard Floyd, Leonard Floyd. That's a very solid. Danny Trevathan, Prince Akumara, um, of solid safety. So yeah, you have a very good defense, a young defense, something that the Bears have never really had before. They've never really had a solid defense, but I think since the Bears... Since Mike Ditka. Since Mike Ditka. It's, it's been a minute, for sure. Since Brian Urlacher, too. Oh, definitely. Hall so, of Famer. Yeah. Congrats. So, I think the Bears are more inexperienced than overrated, in my opinion. I think... I mean, I definitely... I can see where you're coming from. The reason why I started things off with calling them overrated is I, I feel like analysts and people that, you know that are really taking a close look at the division and the Chicago Bears specifically, I think people are giving them too much credit Mm. for them not really showing us anything yet. I think the way that I would put it, you know, just reflecting on our conversation thus far, they're still playing catch-up with the rest of the division. Yeah. I I think they definitely have room for improvement, but I think the key for them is, they go as Mitchell Trubisky goes. I think this season is 100% dependent on the leap that he makes going into his second year. That's very fair. I think, you know, his rookie year was, they had a lot of highlights, but a lot of plays that you'd like to forget. So it'll be interesting to see how he, you know, shapes his sophomore year. Bottom line, I think the Chicago Bears are a team to look at as, you know, they're a team, they can steal some games. From, you know, from opponents that are heavily favored against the Bears. I think that they have the ability to stay within reach, make games close, and when all is said and done, pick up a couple games that they're not, you know, necessarily supposed to win. Yeah. Well, moving on to uh, division rivals, the Green Bay Packers. I could go on and on about what the Packers have. Uh, Starting off with the Aaron Rodgers ranked as the NFL's and ESPN's top player in the NFL, coming in front of Tom Brady uh, for the first time in a while. So coming off that collarbone injury, Aaron Rodgers has a lot of pressure on him, but he's going to eat that up for breakfast. I think Aaron Rodgers has got so many weapons around him, starting off with Devontae Adams and the new signing, Jimmy Graham. Randall Cobb is a a threat. Um, They have, I think the running backs... People forget about them. Ty Montgomery is a very solid running back. Jamal Williams. But I think it all, you said about Trubisky, their season's going to ride or die with him. I think it'll triple the amount of, they rely on Aaron Rodgers even more. I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. I think Aaron Rodgers will be elite this year. I think Aaron Rodgers will be an MVP this year. And I think the Packers are going to be loaded this year. Really? Yes. No, that I'm not against that opinion, but I think that's I'm not as high on the Packers as you are, or as I as it appears you are. We forget that before Rodgers went down last year, they were four and one. Yeah. Like the Packers are a legit team, no doubt about that. But I do think in that post era, post Aaron Rodgers injury era, that second half 
that better part of last season, I think they were exposed, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Like, no Aaron Rodgers, though. I mean, like... No Aaron Rodgers. But I the, think... He's the key. But that showed us many of the spots where the Packers are vulnerable. And I think that with Aaron Rodgers coming back, yes, he's that instant impact, that MVP caliber player. But I think that they have to now cover up those vulnerabilities that... Like it's not all gonna click immediately. No, that's it won't. that's what I'm trying to get at here. That's you bad. have you have Jimmy Graham, Devontae Adams. Honestly, I think Devontae Adams will by the end of this season he could be a top five, top five to top seven um, wide receiver if he's not already in that conversation. Okay, Mike McCarthy, you think Aaron Rodgers is as is under as. Um, you know, as much pressure as he's ever been. I agree with that, but I think that goes even farther for Mike McCarthy, the head coach. You know, you bring back Joe Philbin, and you, you mix around the coordinators for a while. That's been in question for the past couple seasons. But now you have Aaron Rodgers back. You bring a red zone target like Jimmy Graham along. You have to get something working here. Yeah, you, for sure. How I, do you feel about that? I agree. I think uh, the Packers, they have... They are they are an offensive juggernaut with Aaron Rodgers, and I think, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna be, he's he loves big receivers. He loves to just launch it up there, that touch pass. And what better guy to have than Jimmy Graham? So Jimmy Graham will be a premier red zone target um, in the season. So moving on to the defense, a very strong defense. I. Thinks I think they have a lot of big names. I, I disagree. You don't? Okay. Well, no, I'll, go ahead. I think they have a decent defense. Um, decent ha- now. You go. Okay, you, okay. 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 No, I meant. Okay. No. I, I, I want to hear you out. They have some good names, but as a whole, they're not. They, they're they're top heavy. I think that I would agree with you. Okay. Well, Clay Matthews. They did just lose Jake Ryan with a torn ACL. If they had him, which they don't, unfortunately, they would be much stronger. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got me. They're not very deep, but no, I'm gonna. Well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt. They're an offensive. They're a top-heavy team. They have. A, they sprinkle in some defensive players on the defense, but they're a top-heavy team for sure on offense. That's uh, that's my that's my two cents. All right, I'm gonna let you have it here. The Green Bay Packers defense. I don't consider them anything special i do agree with you in that they do have notable names i like nick perry i like blake martinez i like tremon williams kevin king kenny clark mike daniels like all names that have you know been in the headlines in the past couple seasons but i don't think they come together to create a defense that will stop offenses when you're in a division with the vikings the Lions, and now the new-look Bears. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's how I'm going to put it. I don't think the Packers' defense will be enough to keep them in some games this year. Oh, well. They will be. I'm just I'm going to continue for one second here. I think the Packers will be in a lot of high-scoring affairs I was this just, year. I totally Because agree. their defense won't allow the offense to get two, three touchdown leads. I think that's going to be the difference maker, and that's why I am not riding high on the Packers. I was literally just about to point or to add on to that. Uh, I think the Packers 
we're going to be in a lot of games that are like 38 to 35 type scoring events. Um, I think the Packers offense is arguably the best in the NFL. Um, you got a tremendous offensive line, and then you just get the man, Aaron Rodgers, with a very interesting group of wideouts, and their defense is soft, exactly. Um, I don't know. I think a high-scoring affair is a great way to describe it. One more point. The offensive line, I had to address this. I think the offensive line, it's not below average, but I would I would put it right at average. They did I don't lose think, some big names. Well, you lost TJ Lang a couple mm-hmm. years ago to free agency. He's now with the, with the Lions. But you have David Bakhtiari and Brian Beluga. Now, you backtrack a couple years ago when Aaron Rodgers was – lighting it up. I mean, he he's always lighting up. He's mm-hmm. always putting on a show. But I'm talking when the Packers were, you know, in the Super Bowl, year after year, conference championships. This offensive line was absolutely crazy. But only time will tell. It'll be an interesting storyline to follow this upcoming season. But let's shift our attention over to the Detroit Lions Big changes there. Big, big changes. Matt Patricia with the uh, head coaching job. A lot of people think he'll turn it around, but I see the Lions going about 9-7 and seven just because they have a difficult record, like a difficult schedule, and they play in a very deep conference with a lot of threats. So it'll be interesting to see how the Lions do this season. Um, we got to start with the money man himself, Matt Stafford. We could go on and on about Matt Stafford. Oh, you know, but you guys know how I feel about Matthew Stafford. We talked about him my in our man. previous podcast. My man. I think Matt Stafford, he is the key to the offense. Um, he runs the show. With him, with success, comes Matt Stafford. Uh, you got to ride on Matt Stafford's shoulders. Matt Stafford will bring it. He will bring it. He, he will bring his A game. So uh, no worries there. Um, but... It's his surrounding cast that might raise some flags. You look at his offensive line. In the preseason, the offensive line has looked absolutely horrendous. Um, We're not worrying about Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. Those are two tremendous wide receivers. I would would make a case that that is... One of the best duos? If not the best. If not the best dynamic duo at the wide receiver position. I mean, just a quick side note, I would put... Antonio Brown and Juju in there. I would put Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu in that conversation. Right. Thielen and Diggs, no doubt about that. But Those two are pretty solid themselves. Oh, the only two receivers to both have a 1,000-yard receiving years. That's that's, that's, incredible. that's truly incredible. you got to give credit to Stafford as well. Um, you got to look at Kenny, Do- Kenny Galladay in his second year. He'll be a threat. Uh, if he stays healthy... Kenny Galladay will be – that's a great trio of wideouts that you got there. Um, LeGarrette Blunt is the new red, the red zone type running back. He's a vulture, 40 yards a game, maybe a touchdown or two. But I think the down-to-down back that people are going to rely on is in rookie from Auburn, Carrion Johnson. If Carrion Johnson um, – he's, he's battled a lot of injuries while he was at Auburn. But I think if he can remain healthy, he will be – a Le'Veon Bell type running back. He's very shifty. He's very similar to Le'Veon, and he catches a lot of balls in the backfield. So Carryon Johnson, I think, has Pro Bowl potential for sure in his rookie season. Wow, 
I mean, I you can't go wrong with Kirion Johnson being your three down back. And then you you throw in LeGarrette Blunt into the mix. All right, that's an automatic touchdown. The Lions, the one of the main components of their schemes that they needed to work on was their red zone efficiency, and I think LeGarrette Blunt brings that to the table. And also, Theo Riddick. I wouldn't just throw him to the back burners. Theo Riddick, he's a solid pass-catching option out of the backfield. I would, I mean, if I were Patricia, I would consider putting Theo Riddick into the slot. Mm-hmm. I think that three, that fits him perfectly. Definitely, that three-headed monster at running back that brings a lot of versatility to the offense. And Amir Abdullah, we're sleeping okay, on him as no, well. No, no, I don't no? like Abdullah. No, I, oh, I'm gonna be pretty pretty blunt on him. No, no, no pun intended. Um, that, I like that. Hey, I like that pun intended. Actually, I, yeah, I did that on purpose. Yeah, I figured. But anyways, <laughs> the Detroit Lions—they're one of those teams that they're always in the playoff hunt every year. You know come down to those last few weeks of the season and they're right there in the conversation but they can never just grind it out it seems like they're a team that you know they they tend to shoot themselves in the foot a little bit and the honestly. refs the refs kind of screw them a little bit okay. as well a lot oh, actually yeah we, we'll save that for another time okay but i could i could go on and on about detroit the refs. fans know what it's like. like if you know you know <laughs> look up I highly recommend watching this YouTube video. Just look it's a whole compilation on yeah. all of the times that the Lions have just gotten absolutely the short end of the stick. To say the oh least. Oh my gosh. I mean there are a lot of words that I could use right now to uh describe. to describe the refs' actions against the Lions. But just it's just rough. look it up. Do it's yourself rough. a favor. It's rough, to say the least. Um let's go to the defense. We gotta go we gotta start off with Ziggy Ansah. We gotta we gotta talk about Darius Slay. Big play Slay. We gotta talk about Glover Quinn, um, but I think those are the main those are the main guys that everyone, you know, who doesn't really follow the highlight the Lions they kind of highlight those names. But guys that you might not know as much, you gotta talk about Kerry Hyder. You know he blew out his Achilles all in the first preseason game. He'll be back. He's a true pass rusher. He had the most sacks for the Lions when he was healthy. You know, he's a freak. He is, they utilized him perfectly. I hope Kerry Hyder can come back healthy and have a tremendous year because I know he's a great football player. Watch out for Kerry Hyder, as well as Jared Davis, um, Quandre Diggs. Jake, anyone you want to add? Miles Killebrew. He's one of my under-the-radar players on this Lions defense that I'm a huge fan of. Miles Killebrew, he'll... I mean, he's a warrior, honestly. He's not the most talented, but he's one of the hardest workers. He'll That's a good way to say it, yeah. He'll get the job done not only on defense, but on special teams. You'll see him running after punt returners, kick returners, the whole nine yards. Like, Miles Killebrew, he's an important asset for any defense. And another name that I'm a huge fan of, Anthony Zettel. Yeah. Anthony Zettel. I mean, nobody talks about him. Like, have you guys ever heard of Anthony Zettel? Probably not. Your average run-of-the-mill football fan, you're not going to see Anthony Zettel on the little, you know, highlight tapes or anything like that. He's not a standout player, but he is somebody that will have an impact. I guarantee that. But I think a name we forgot, just real quick, Ashawn Robinson. What a year that he had. I mean, everybody thought he was going to be like a top 10, top 5 pick, and he slid all the way down into the late 20s. So I think he'll be perfect 
and I think he'll have a tremendous second year um, out of Alabama. Watch out for Sean Robinson, one of the best players on this defense. I don't know how we forgot about him. He is an X-factor on that defensive line, as well as Ziggy Ansah, Kerry Hyder. I mean, we, we talk a big game about the D- Detroit Lions defense, but the truth is they ranked 27th in the league in total defense last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for Detroit fans. It's un- it's unfortunate for an electric offense like they have in the Motor City, but when you rank 27th in defense, yeah, that's a concern, and that's, you know, that's an aspect that you can't shy away from fixing. I think Matt Patricia, you know, coming from the New England Patriots, he was a D coordinator, so that's that's his X's and O's. That's his that's his game. So, I think the Lions. We'll get into predictions coming up here. Uh, I think the Lions will. I think the Lions are going to come in about third, just because the Vikings and the Packers are just so good. I think that it's not a good time for the Lions right now. I think the NFC North usually is a very shallow division, is incredibly deep now. I think the Lions are in trouble for now. I They don't look good in the preseason. I think it's not going to get any easier playing against Green Bay and Minnesota. I see them coming in third, getting about a 9-7 and seven type year. I think the Packers are going to win a division, go have a tremendous year, go about 12-4, and four, run the table, and, well, Minnesota will be a close second, I think going like 10-6, and 11-5, and five. and then I think the Bears, this is a learning experience, uh, going 8-8, eight and eight, maybe 7-9 and nine type year. What do you think? Wow. That's, <laughs> I mean, you just laid it all out on the line. Yeah. Um, for me, my NFC North predictions look, I mean, to, to say the least, they're different. I have the Minnesota Vikings winning the division. I have them finishing 11-5. and five. They're going to be more than impressive. We've already covered all of the big play players that they have on the offense and defense. They have what it takes to go far in the playoffs. And in second, I have the Detroit Lions. I think that this year will be a turning point. Matt Patricia is a defensive-minded coach. That's what the Lions need. And when they address those defensive problems that they've had for such a long time, that makes them into, I think, in my opinion, a contender. I think for years now they've been a playoff-ready team, but they just need to take that leap, make that next step, and I think that's what they'll do this year. I think, honestly, the Lions could range anywhere from nine wins to I could see them winning 11 wins. Mm. I, I mean, 11 games, excuse Ooh. me. That I, I love that. A but... lot of people might consider that as a hot take, but I think the Lions have a lot of winnable games. Games like you go to San Francisco, you play Dallas, you play Seattle. Seattle is underwhelming this year. You play i mean arizona buffalo miami chicago i don't think any of those teams are teams that you know can really keep up with the lions especially when you have a gunslinger like matthew stafford long story short i see the lions coming in second they could easily range from eight nine wins to 11 12 because i think that they have the ability to sweep the packers i think they'll definitely split the season series with the Pack, 
and I think that they'll split with the Minnesota Vikings as well, and I think that's what will leave the Lions in second. Packers, no doubt about it, they're going to have a great season, but I see them, you know, being a nine or ten win team. This, this will be a, this will be a close race to the end. I think so too. Um, honestly, it could be either way. Um, for all three top teams, they'll differentiate in only one or two wins. Yeah. Top to bottom, and then the Chicago Bears will come in last. Um, bright future for them in the windy city. Yeah. Um, sure. There's no question about that, but Chicago Bears will be in last. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Those are some hot takes there. Some scorching hot takes that have just been thrown at you. So take it in. Um, thanks for listening once again. Uh, Jake, like you said, you know where to find us. Instagram, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, thanks for listening. Till next time, any last words? Gear up for episode three Ooh, yeah. of the four-day marathon the nfc south is officially on the clock it's gonna be a beauty we hope you enjoyed this edition of power five sports podcast on the nfc north stay tuned yeah till next time afc that's that's coming up but in the gonna, near future we're gonna finish the well, nfc hold your horses before we get to the yeah. AFC. so if you're an afc fan we're coming don't worry we're coming we didn't forget we're coming Thanks for listening, guys. Stick around. Take it easy.